RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill, coming to you, of course, from RadioInfluence.com. And I want to call tonight's episode of Beyond the Badge, and I've never named an episode of Beyond the Badge, but I want to call tonight's episode, I'm Pissed Off. Because there's a lot of things that are going on in this country right now that have me pissed off. There's a lot of groups that have me pissed off. And I'm going to name those groups one by one by damn one throughout this show. So I I spent a lot of my time this weekend covering the news as I usually do throughout the week. Uh, I was on uh, Fox over the weekend talking about Boston and talking about the two police officers that were killed in Kissimmee, Florida. You probably haven't heard about this because, of course, it doesn't fit mainstream media narrative. Six police officers over a 48-hour period were shot. Two of those officers died, but yet people are worried about how someone feels about them, and they felt that way about them for the last 300 years. Yet people are worried about taking down a statue of a Confederate general. But the funny thing about history, two things funny about history. A, it's just that. It's history. You can't change it. And B is most people don't even know their history. They don't know those people, Black Lives Matter and uh, what's the other uh, stupid thing that's out there, Antifa. They don't realize Uh, Maybe they do, and they're just feeding everyone else that those Confederate generals that everyone wants to tear down statues and remove statues because they're racist. They were actually Democrats, and it was actually Republicans that fought to end slavery. And the Democrats were the ones who didn't want slavery to end and who actually started the Ku Klux Klan to fight the Republican Party that was trying to free the slaves. And it was those Democrats up until around 64, 65 that didn't want black people to have anything. Now, all of a sudden, here we are in 2017 and the Democrats are our best friends, right? Oh, well, yeah, that was 1965. Oh, oh, it's history. Well, let's take a step back to last year when Hillary Clinton, you remember Hillary Clinton, right? You know, the lady that lost the election, but was so pro-black and Black Lives Matter, and blah, blah, and we're going to reform police, and we're here for the black people? You remember her, right? Well, if you remember her, then you may remember how she said a guy by the name of Robert Byrd was one of her biggest mentors. And Robert Byrd was a Democrat. But, 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 it gets better. Robert Byrd was one of the biggest members of the KKK. You heard of that group, right? It's the same group that the mass media has been saying was responsible for Charlottesville and Durham and everything else, and that 
these statues that need to come down, it's because of the KKK. But remember what I said about history and how people don't know it. And it was the Democrats who oppose ending slavery. So you have, just so I'm clear, you have Hillary Clinton, who ran as the Democrat, who all of, well, I won't say all, who she wanted all of black America to vote for her, but a large majority of black America voted for Hillary Clinton. But yet she says the guy who was one of the biggest members of the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, the neo-Nazis, all the stuff we've been hearing for the last week and a half was one of her mentors. So how then can he be a mentor of Hillary Clinton, but she have the best interest of black America at heart? It's impossible because you cannot say you associate with someone in the KKK who we know what their agenda is and then say you have the black person's agenda at heart. It's impossible. You can't be on both sides of the fence. Either you're on the left side, you're on the right side, but you're dang sure not in the middle because those spikes will stick up and poke you in the ass. Here's another name that you may have heard from history. George Wallace. You know, he didn't want segregation in schools. He didn't think black people should go to the same school as white people. Guess what his political party was? Democrat. You guessed it. George Wallace, who didn't want black people in schools with white people, was a Democrat. Again, we don't know our history, but yet we're so blinded by what the mass media is telling us. Senator Byrd was a man of surpassing eloquence and nobility. From my first day in the Senate, I sought out his guidance, and he was always generous with his time and his wisdom. I admired his tireless advocacy for his West Virginia constituents. As Secretary of State, I continued to rely on his advice and counsel. Now, in case you didn't recognize that voice, that was Hillary Clinton. And she said how Robert Byrd influenced her career all the way up until the time she was Secretary of State. Now, let's not forget that Robert Byrd, again, was in the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. And this is a guy, Robert Byrd, who on Fox News back in 2001 used the N-word. He actually said, I've never seen a white N, but if you don't believe me, let me play you the audio. I've seen a lot of white in my time. I'm going to use that word. Now, that word he was talking about was the N-word. I'm not going to say it on this show because we know the ramifications and the effect that word has, but that word that he's talking about was the N-word. And I'm going to go really deep on you since we're talking the N-word. Let's not forget that President Obama, the first interracial president, because he's not technically black, he's interracial. But anyway, President Obama used the N-word on a radio station. So, just so I'm clear, because I'm still having a hard time wrapping my brain around this, and I think Charles Barkley said it best, and of course he got a lot of slack and was called Uncle Tom too. Black people across this country are going around worried about whether we take down some Confederate statues throughout this country, 
A, not knowing that those Confederate people that they're talking about are the were Democrats, which is the party a lot of black people, I would say the majority of black people are a part of the Democratic Party. And we can take these statues down, the Democratic statues, mind you, but it's not going to change how someone feels about you. We can take the Confederate flag down, but it's not going to change someone's hate. Because hate is two things. It's taught and it's in your heart. Once it's there, that doesn't change. So we can go across this country and take down every Confederate statue that we want, every Confederate flag that we want, but why are we wasting our time on that? There were 33 shootings in Chicago this past weekend. Black-on-black crime. Where was Black Lives Matter? Where was Antifa? Antifa showed up in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. They showed up in Boston with axes and baseball bats and two-by-fours with nails sticking out of them. But I guess it's okay for the Democrats not to condemn them because they're on the left. But just so I'm clear, if you show up with a bat or an axe or an axe handle or a two-by-four with nails sticking out of it, you're not there just to be peaceful. Because if you were, you would have a simple sign that says what you protest. Or, if you're there and your sign says, all my heroes kill police, you're not there to be peaceful with police. And we saw that in Boston, because who clashed with police? It wasn't the people there for the free speech speech rally. It was Antifa, who the left considers okay because they're fighting their agenda, right? Let me go even deeper for you right now. Now, we've talked about the Confederates and what party they were, the Democrats. You just heard from Hillary Clinton's mentor, who was a Democrat, who was in the Klan. Now, history shows us that the Klan typically will show up with their faces covered so people don't realize who they are. Now, this is going to take a second to set in, but let's look at all of those anti-Trump protesters, especially Antifa, the ones that are acting crazy, the ones that are fighting police. It's them that have the mask on covering their face. It's not the people that people are saying are evil, the white supremacists. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't condone any race supremacy. I don't. But let's look at history. You got the Ku Klux Klan, Democratic, wearing hoods over their face. You have Antifa, I assume Democratic because they're on the left, showing up to rallies with their faces covered. Nothing's changed. It's just a new name. And it's a new name, and it still has people fooled. The way people have been fooled for decades. People are still fooled by what's going on, but they don't realize it. Heck, most people don't realize that Martin Luther King Jr.'s father was 
a Republican. Yet everyone goes around quoting Dr. Martin Luther King. Malcolm X, one of the most controversial black leaders of the civil rights era back in the 60s, warned black people of the white liberal Democrat. And he said in the 60s that the white liberal Democrat controlled economics, education, all the things that black people fought for, and that how the white liberal Democrat would pose as a friend, believing or pretending that they cared about black people all the while just to make their pockets bigger and to get power. And we saw that in the last election. We saw Hillary Clinton play along with this game. Oh, yes. White police officers are bad. Oh, yes. Black lives matter. Oh, yes. There's a race problem in this country. Oh, yes. But let's go back to history. It's the same person, Hillary Clinton, who called the black male a super predator. It's the same person, Hillary Clinton, who said one of her biggest mentors throughout her political career was a Klansman who on national TV used the N-word and he was a Democrat. So I, I, I guess my point is, right, since no one seems to understand or remember or know their history, and now that, you know, a lot of people in this country are saying, let's take this down, let's take this down, let's take this down because it's a symbol of racism. Well, back in the day, people called Martin Luther King a communist. So does that mean that now we should go through every inner city and every major city in this country and rename Martin Luther King Boulevard? Because there's one in every major city in the inner city. There's one probably about 20 minutes from where I sit right now. Does that mean we need to go to the Bronx, New York, or to Harlem and change everything that says Malcolm X Boulevard? Even though Malcolm X warned the black community to watch for the white liberal Democrat who was only fooling them? I mean, if we're going to have these conversations, we should have these open-ended conversations. And let's talk about what really happened, right? Let's talk about the real issues. Let's not get wrapped up on, oh, this should come down. Oh, because it's a symbol of racism. Well, the symbol of racism was put there by the party of the people protesting it right now, but they've been hoodwinked. They've been bamboozled. They've been led astray to believe it was someone else. Because now everyone's saying, oh, it was President Trump. Oh, he emboldened people to act the way they act. No, President Trump didn't embolden people to act the way they act. And if these statues were such a problem, why weren't they a problem eight years ago when the first black president was in office? I mean, the symbol was still the same eight years ago, right? The symbol of racism. So now, because President Trump is in office, it's now all of a sudden a problem, but it wasn't a problem eight years ago. Oh, that's right. 
I know why it wasn't a problem eight years ago, because for the last eight years, our administration has been telling us that the white police officer just had it out before the black man. If I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon Martin. America should feel the pain of Alton Sturton Stolling's family. Blah, blah, blah. That's why it was never a problem. But my point is, if it's a problem now, wasn't it a problem then? Why didn't we tackle it then? Why wasn't it an issue then? Oh, that's right. Because the Democrats, who actually started most of the stuff everyone's protesting, didn't get their way. They're not in office. So now they figure if we stir up some crap for the next four years, we'll get enough black people and white people fooled to get us back in office and everyone's happy. And I guarantee you won't hear about it again. I promise you, if that happens on the next election in 2020, you will not hear about this again. It's a ploy. It's a trick. It's a monopoly game to get the Democrats back in office. That's all it is. Take it for what it's worth. Racism has occurred in this country. It will continue to occur in this country. And let's be honest, there's some black nationalists out there. There's some Asian nationalists, Hispanic nationalists. I watched a video on YouTube. You don't believe me? Look it up. You can find it where there's a bunch of black kids beating on white people as they're driving by, talking about black power, beat all the white people up. They voted for Trump. Is that any different? Why is the left not talking about about that? Why are the Democrats not speaking out on that? Why is that not national news? I'm telling you, it's a trick. You take it for what it's worth. It's a trick. If you don't believe me, go look up the video. Go look it up. You can hear them saying black power. Oh, we're going to beat every white person's ass. Oh, beat their ass. They voted for Trump. Why is that any different? And then here's what would have happened. Now, if the police would have shown up and the police happened to be white and the police happened to have to use force and the police happened to have to use deadly force, then it would have been right back to where we are. Look at these white racist thug officers that just want to kill black people. Then another white man named Kennedy came along running for president and told Negroes what all he was going to do for them if they voted for him and they voted for him 80 percent. He's been in office now for three years and the problem is still here. Man, I I think Malcolm X just said it best. He talked about Kennedy and how he made promises to the blacks, to the black community. If they voted for him and they voted for him, hand over fist, 80%. And three years later, there were still problems in the black community. I look at the Obama administration. Oh, vote for me. Vote for me. I'm black too. I'm just like you. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because there's still projects throughout this country. There's still drugs throughout this country in the black community. There's still epic crime waves in the city of Chicago, mostly in the black community. So your yes, we can actually ended up, no, you didn't. You didn't do anything. For the black community, but yet we're still fighting about who's right, who's wrong, who's racist, who's this. This is America. Listen, I put on a green uniform for eight years so people would have the right to feel how they feel. 
I'm not going to waste my time wondering and worrying if someone likes me based on the color of my skin. Now, what I will do is make sure that I, as a person, teach my children what it is to be a very productive person in this country. As a man, I make sure I teach my son what it is to be a man, respectful man at that. I'm not going to teach him, oh, if that person is this color, you have to watch out for them because history shows us they're racist. No. Remember what I said? Hate is not born. It's taught. It's learned. So if we would stop focusing on all of this other crap, and again, history is just that. It's history. You can't change it. You can't rewrite it. This isn't back to the future where we can hop in a car and get to 88 miles an hour and go back in time and say, oh, no slavery. Oh, no civil rights movement. Oh, black people weren't mistreated. You can't do it. But the second you try to erase your history, you fall into a trap. You fall right back where you were. Anyway, I I know I went off on a political tangent, uh, but I I think it's it's fitting for what's going on right now. I think, again, we need to have open. We need to have real. We need to have no bullshit. Excuse my French. No bullshit conversations about this. And I think when you're watching the mass media and it's only going to give you one side, that's a huge part of the problem right now. It's one-sided. People aren't learning for themselves. They're not going out for themselves uh, to figure out what A is going on and B, what they actually believe in. But hey, this is beyond the badge. I want to switch it back uh, really quick with the little time we have left to talk about the two officers that were killed in Kissimmee, Florida uh, over the weekend. Um, and I want to ask where Black Lives Matter was. Oh, I, I, I know where they were. They were in Boston. Uh, yeah, worried about a Confederate statue. But two officers killed in Kissimmee, Florida, Sam Howard, Matthew Baxter. Uh, now, looking at their picture now, I don't want to assume, but looking at their picture, uh, they were both black. Uh, they responded to a area that had a history of drug activity. Uh, They got into a scuffle with a gentleman by the name of Everett Miller. And I use that term gentleman loosely. Uh, He actually shot uh, both officers. One died that day. The other died on Sunday. Um, And I, I said on Fox news on Saturday when I was talking about this case and a truer statement has never been said. Now, if the roles were reversed, and now we've seen, especially since Charlotte, it doesn't matter if the police officer's white or black. If the roles were reversed, and Everett Miller, who is a black man, who obviously had a gun because he shot two police officers, and they found two more guns on him. Roles reversed, Everett Miller shot and killed by these two police officers. There would already be the Black Lives Matter there. Antifa, which sounds like a whatever. Um, You'd already see the hashtags. There would already be the RIP t-shirts. 
mass media would have covered this story for about 24 to 48 hours nonstop. And the same narrative, here we are again in this country where a shooting has occurred of a black man. Well, he shot two police officers. So where is that same uproar? Where is that same coverage? And if Black Lives Matter truly believed in what they say, that all black lives matter, then Sam Howard and Matthew Baxter should be recognized by Black Lives Matter. Doesn't matter that they were killed by another black man. If you're saying Black Lives Matter and these two black police officers were shot and killed in the line of duty when dealing with an armed suspect, shouldn't you be protesting that? Shouldn't there already be a hashtag? Shouldn't there already be a march? Shouldn't there already be a makeshift memorial? It should be, right? Well, there actually is a makeshift memorial at the Chick-fil-A in Kissimmee, Florida. And you know Chick-fil-A. It's like there's some nasty rumors going around that they support white supremacy and the owner, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's kind of ironic because they have a makeshift memorial for these two dead black officers, which includes their picture, a Bible, a candle, and a flower, and a plate, an empty plate. And they're going to actually name that table after those two dead black officers. So if Chick-fil-A, who's supposedly racist, can make this makeshift memorial for these two dead black officers, I would expect that Black Lives Matter would have their butts down in Kissimmee, Florida, and do the same thing for these officers. But, but, their agenda, their message is not true. Because although they say all black lives matter, only the black lives that are killed by police matter. In the city of Chicago, 33 people, 33, 33, 33, 33 people shot over the weekend. Six shot and killed. Six of six were African-American men. Where is Black Lives Matter? Where is the Democratic Party? Because if we're talking and we're saying that things need to change, you're absolutely right. Things do need to change. Because here's another deep one for you. Sometimes the biggest racist towards a black person is another black person. Sometimes the biggest hater of black people are other black people. And what do you, Vince, what do you mean by that? That's such an evil statement. No, it's true. 33 people shot, six killed that were black by black people. That is hate. That is the hate we need to worry about in this country. That is racism. It's inter-racism. There's a such thing. Those are the issues that should really concern everybody in this country. And it should really concern 
those that are getting bused to these other protests and these marches across the country to take down some stupid statue that's been up for hundreds of years. Those are the issues that we need to focus on in this country to actually make the country great. Because if you have a generation of people killing each other, there's nothing great about this country. If you have a generation of people selling drugs to each other, there is nothing great about this country. Those are the issues we need to concern ourselves with. Not how someone feels about us. Not if they're going to use the N-word. Not if their grandfather didn't like us. The issues going on right now. All right, it's only fitting that in my 10-7 segment, I honor Officer Sam Howard and Matthew Baxter, Kissimmee Police Department. Again, they were shot and killed over the weekend while responding to an area known for drug activity. They got into this scuffle with this Everett Miller. Um, He was able to shoot them before they can even draw their weapons. They paid the ultimate sacrifice attempting to protect and serve a community. So my prayers to their family, Godspeed to them. Thank them for their service. Thank them for their sacrifice. Thank you, of course, for listening. I will try to get off my political kick next week. You can catch me next week right here, RadioInfluence.com. Thank you and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.